Is anxiety a sin? Why is there stuff Jesus didn't know? And belly buttons. <laughs> we got it all on this edition of Ask, so let's get into it. Welcome once again to Ask, where you give us questions, and I answer them. Questions about life, the Bible, faith, and really anything else as well, including belly buttons, as you'll see. We need your questions, so go to cornerstonebv.org, click media, then uh, ask, drop down, all that. You should probably know by now. Uh, you can leave your question in the drop down. You don't have to leave your name. All right, let's get into the questions for this week. First, what are your thoughts about the following statement? Anxiety is a sign condition of unbelief and or lack of faith in God. So we want, I want to be very, very careful answering this because there are very, very, I said very a lot, but you get me, uh, conditions of anxiety, a lot of them, and there are many are struggling with it. And one of the main reasons someone might say it is sin uh, comes from Paul in Philippians chapter four. Here it is. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind, your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The Greek word Paul chose to use there means to be divided or to be torn into different directions. It essentially means to be overly anxious. So when someone is divided in this way, he will be cast into despair and doubt God. He'll doubt others, even himself. And it leads then to actions that are not what God wants and is therefore sinful. But I want you to remember the same passage says, let your request be made known to God. What does this assume? You have major concerns, stresses, problems, etc. This kind of anxiety is normal. It's what you do with it uh, that matters. Instead of letting these life concerns tear you away from God, bring them to God in prayer. And then he gives you the amazing peace uh, within the storms of life. So I want to reiterate, there are real anxieties out there. And when you have them, remember God loves you and he wants you to give them to him. And so uh, go to someone and, and get help or, you know, don't deal with this alone. The enemy wants to isolate you like a lion isolates its prey. So you will doubt, feel hopeless, give up, but God wants you to come to his throne of grace. Cast yourself on him. I hope you will seek out help, seek out God, uh, other Christian brothers and sisters in church when you feel the weight of the world is on you. Second question. In John 10, 30, Jesus says, I and the Father are one. Matthew 24, 36 states, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, not the Son, but the Father only. How can they be one, but yet Jesus not know the day, but the Father knows? Which actually helps me, this is the questioner says, in that if Jesus does not know, then modern day prophets that say when he will return do not really know either. But it's just a question that interests me. Well, I think it's a great question. In John 10, 30, Jesus was uh, almost stoned for blasphemy because he was claiming deity by saying, I and the Father are one. In this, Jesus was teaching us that while he is separate in personhood from the Father and the Spirit, of course, they share as one entity being God. He is co-eternal with the Father. Yet it's also true in Matthew 24, when Jesus was answering questions about the end times, he said that he does not know the day or the hour. A lot of this remains a mystery to us, as Jesus is the only one who has ever been both fully God and fully man. He became incarnate, taking on flesh, and becoming 100% a human man, but he never ceased to be 100% God. How this worked exactly is, is a mystery to us, but um, it was in his human life in which he set aside temporarily certain aspects of being God. 
He had to grow and learn. He became hungry and thirsty. He needed sleep. And there were things he did not know. Now that he's in his resurrection, eternal, glorious state, he knows the day and the hour. But yes, the main reason, okay, for, for Jesus to say this, to warn us all, to not waste time trying to figure it out. Why? We might be tempted to wait until the end uh, is really close to start taking things seriously. And, and you know, getting overly infatuated with signs. We know Christians today who obsessed over the end, when the end will come. Jesus wants us to remember one thing, be ready. It could all end right now. All right, last, why did God make belly buttons? Do you think he gave them to Adam and Eve? Well, I'm gonna assume you know this, um, but you never know. Uh, the belly button is the leftover scar where your umbil umbilical cord try saying that fast, was attached while you were in your mother's womb. It was a great source, the cord was, of nutrients uh, you needed to live on and grow inside your mother's womb. It needs uh, to be detached after birth, obviously, and the leftover is the belly button. So maybe your question is, why didn't God make us without the need for it? The answer to that is a mystery. Maybe because they're so cute. But I don't know. You can ask God someday. Well, thanks for watching Ask This Week. Thank you for your questions, and if you have questions in the future, just go to cornerstonebv.org, media, ask. We need your questions. Also, hopefully we'll see you this weekend as we continue our series on Ecclesiastes. Come Saturday at 5, Sunday at 9 or 11, and we'd love to have you join us. God bless. See you next week.